Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So much. Wow. Got a jam packed show for you again today. Uh, and you know a lot of it just set your hair on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but some of it's actually really really good. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott just signed a law banning abortions as early as six weeks. Six weeks. So uh, that would, and that's all abortions. This is essentially a heartbeat uh, bill. But um, six weeks, that's much longer than than it takes to uh, detect a heartbeat. I understand heartbeat is detected after 21 days, right? Didn't we just hear that somewhere? Uh, I, th- I think somebody just told us, yeah, the heartbeat is uh, detectable after 21 days. Mm. Amazing, if that's true. I'll have to follow up on that. But we've uh, we've now joined a dozen red states banning abortion after the heartbeat is detected. The left is going insane with this. More than 90% of abortions take place in the first 13 weeks of a woman's pregnancy. Sometimes uh, they don't know they're pregnant by six weeks. The law allows pro-life activists to sue doctors who carry out abortions. I mean, there's a lot going on here in this yeah. bill. This this allows the patient to sue the doctor, which uh, by my understanding is is unusual for this kind of legislation. So, yeah, seems like it. Huh. Seems like it'll it. be challenged. I mean, this is oh yeah, nearly over. Nowhere near over. Uh, so we'll see how that holds up. Uh, eventually, this will probably wind up with the Supreme Court. But isn't the right? Aren't these red states doing effectively what we've been saying that they should do for years? Yes. Is that you throw the the you throw your dream bill or whatever your far right bill mm-hmm. out there and test it and let's see you might end up getting something less in the end but it would still be better than what the status quo is now it's almost like you overton window the left for a change nothing wrong with that you know and and make them bend to you for for a change i mean at least you'll be saving some lives Mm -hmm. you'll be saving some babies um and you know if it only saves one isn't it worth it so yeah it's it's worth the effort i mean we should be banning abortion period there shouldn't be abortions so, unless the woman's life is in danger, and that almost is never the case anymore. It's not 1823 anymore. So, that's usually not an issue. Um, but uh, we're not. We're not trying to do that. The left always insinuates that that's what we're trying to do. And certainly we'd love to, but I think everybody's pretty realistic at this point to know that you probably don't start there. <laughs> but... We'd like to end up there. Uh, all right. Speaking of Texas, there's a lot going on at the Texas State House. Texas Senator Bob Hall mm. had some vaccine stats that he shared. And the governor uh, here it is. Himself recently said, and I quote, here is a reality everybody mm-hmm. needs to understand. These vaccines have not been formally approved by the FDA. They have not been approved for they have been approved for emergency use operation and that means no one can be required to take the vaccine Mm. oh Mm. a little bit of history in 2019 2019 there were 
reported to the VARs 203 vaccine deaths. In 2018, 119, and 27, 85. Since December of 2020 through April 23rd of 2021, four months, there have been reported 3,362 deaths for COVID vaccine. That's roughly 30 people a day dying from this vaccine, or one of them. Vaccine mm. Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, is estimated by most people that follow it as being less than 1% of what actually happens. What? Compare the vac- what? COVID vaccine to the mandated mm, vaccine for bacterial meningitis. One person died between the time of 2007 and 2015 for that vaccine. Folks, this is not about vaccines wow. in general. Wow. In the four months of 2021, we've had more COVID-19 experimental vaccine deaths than all the vaccine deaths for the 15-year period between 1997 and 2013, plus almost 1,000 heart attacks and over 8,000 hospitalizations. In 1976, there were 45 million people were vaccinated for the swine flu. A mere 15 people died, and I don't say that lightly because any death is very regrettable. But the program was immediately halted because it was considered too risky. <laughs> 53 deaths. Wow. And we've had approaching 4,000 huh. with the COVID. I think you did. Even vaccines that are FDA approved can still have significant side effects. The FDA's vaccine adverse reporting system contains 44,383 reports of Texans suffering from adverse events following vaccination. The federal government has also paid out more than $4.5 billion to vaccine victims through the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. The law passed in 1986. Wow. All right, so that's a there's a lot of stats there, and he's using uh, VARES. That's on the CDC website. It's a vaccine adverse reaction uh, statistics that they use. Now, from what I understand about that, it's the deaths that they report are just deaths after you've received the vaccine. So it may or may not be. This is the excuse of the CDC. I'm just trying to tell you that they may or may not be vaccine related we don't know that for sure and uh the adverse effects i don't think they follow up on them too closely but that's just where everybody reports it so it may not be as bad but on the other hand it could be a lot worse uh than they're reporting i it's really hard to tell it's really hard to say uh but we do hear about this stuff every single day and nobody seems to be disputing and nobody's as far as i've seen offered an explanation as to the magnetizing situation. No, no, and all you're getting online as far as disputing, which they're not, they're just pulling off these videos. They're, they're just making it impossible to share the information that people yeah. are experiencing. That'll fix it. Yeah, just to remove it. Yeah. We don't want anybody to say anything because, you know, this is America. and you, you can't just say anything you want to. So, But what if it's my experience? Yeah, you can't say it. I'm just telling people uh, is it what happened. Is it against the vaccine? Well, I mean, I, I, it it had a negative. Well, yeah, effect. negative. Can't, well, we're we're not a negative uh, people. Well, here. I want to tell people so they can stories. have all of the information. <laughs> we want sunshine and and light and happiness, and so we don't want any of your negativity. We're just going to take it down. Okay. All right.
Uh, thanks for playing. Okay. Also testifying at the hearing, uh, in addition to Bob Hall, the senator there, uh, was a, uh, a doctor who had some interesting things to say as well. Do people with natural immunity to COVID need a vaccine? And is there any increased risk of the natural immune system individuals having an adverse reaction to the vaccine? Natural immunity is more robust than vaccine immunity. There's hmm. a study from the original SARS um, huh. back in 2002. The people that survived that first SARS, they've looked at them 17 years later, and they this, they showed a robust immunity still oh, to wow. SARS-CoV-1. 17 years later. Nice. Historically, wow. we've already we, we've always known that natural immunity tends to last a lifetime. I.e., the measles natural immunity will last a lifetime. So, no, I don't believe there's any need to vaccinate someone who's already acquired natural immunity. Huh. We need to remember natural immunity mm. is more than just antibodies. You have T cells, natural killer cells. You've got the innate immune response. You've got a robust immune system, not just antibodies. And to the second part, you're reiterating that if you've already had COVID naturally, and some of these will be asymptomatic people, and some people won't have a positive antibody test because their T cells were strong enough, they didn't need to mount an antibody response. So you can't catch all these guys with an antibody screen. Huh. Oh, but if wow. you've had natural immunity, over 50% of Texans have, then you're at a two- to three-fold increased risk of adverse reaction if you get vaccinated. Oh, wow. How much does that suck? I wonder if that's what's happening. People get COVID, don't realize it, get the vaccine, and their body goes, whoa, now we're ready to fight. Or their natural immune system stopped it from the beginning, right? and now the vaccine is screwing with their immune system. Mm -hmm. They're two to three times more likely to have severe reactions. Jeez. What did I say a year ago on this program when they were developing these vaccines? And everyone was like, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. No, I just don't understand exactly what's going into my body, so I'm mm-hmm. going to play it safe and not get it, okay? And now these governments, man, they and are coming up with... Especially it, since you've had it. Yes. It, you definitely don't want to get it now. Is it not creeping anyone mm. else out? All the incentives and the bribes. What is the deal with the PR train? We got the New Jersey governor saying, you could have dinner with me. And, oh, mean, what a treat. Oh, boy. Now, now sign now me in. up. Oh, I'm in. Right here. I'm, I'm in now. I just don't understand all of these lotteries in these in, in, uh, scholarships. Something's wrong, man. Yeah, in Ohio, they're giving away a million dollars to five people. Like, what a week uh, for five weeks. If you get vaccinated, you go into a drawing for it. That's just amazing. And look, if the lottery or the scholarship or the dinner with the New Jersey governor isn't enough... We'll just take away your ability to hold a job. Now, his 50%, how do they know that 50% of Texans are immune to it naturally? They're naturally immune to this virus. Well, what percentage of Texans have had it, I think, is uh, I don't probably know. the question. I don't, I don't know. But his claim just now was uh, you don't want to get it if your natural immune system uh, fights it off. And 50% of Texans are uh, have that natural immunity. Wow, where'd you get that? That's interesting. Is there a number of people can call on that, Ivan? <laughs> uh, wow. Let's see here. I, this story is from just a quick search in early January. Uh, boy, I love the pop-up ads. Uh, yeah, so in early January, 27% of Texans had already contracted COVID. Hmm. So I wonder if he's making a reference to... Since then, maybe we're up to 50% of Texans have had it? Maybe. I don't know. know. Uh, In Canada, this is interesting, too. Uh, Parental consent 
isn't even needed for kids to get the vaccine. Wow. Well, they need their parents' permission to get vaccines. And in terms of, I guess, just capacity of vaccination sites, will those students, will those youth be able to have their, their parents, a guardian, accompany them in to get their vaccines? How will that look once children start being vaccinated? Mm. So we don't actually require for even our, our, our routine grade seven vaccinations. Oh, good, they don't good. actually have to have parental consent. Uh, it's on the judgment of the immunizer whether whether the child oh. the, the, the youth is uh, determined to be uh, able to make their own decision around I vaccine. See. Okay, uh, right. and that will carry through uh, for this for COVID vaccination as well. All righty, good. That's, that's the good. judgment of a stranger with a syringe. I, we'll keep them out of a movie if they're under seventeen. But yeah, you can go ahead and have this dangerous vaccination uh, without your parents' permission. That's not a problem. Now, if you want to come see this movie, uh, then you need a parent, a parent with you, or uh, or you can't come in. So you don't trust this stranger who you, as a parent, will never meet uh-uh. of making the decision if I your kid's don't. good enough to have the kind of don't. No, kind of don't. Kind of like wow. to be in on that decision. But but huh. they're the healthcare professionals, Pat. They know all. Yeah, it's just like educational professionals to teach your kids. You gotta have a degree. You gotta have a background in education to know what's best for your kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, parents are too stupid. We've heard that from That's some right. educators. The parents are too stupid. They're they can't they can't teach their kids. They they shouldn't be homeschooling. I mean, that's cute and everything that you think you can try that, but pff, you're gonna have some backward. Uh, stupid adult is what you're raising uh, if you're going to homeschool them. Uh-huh. Who, and by the way, they'll have no social skills because the only place they can get mm-hmm. social skills is at school where they're being bullied and kicked around and offered drugs and alcohol and uh, tobacco. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I love that's... that. I love that argument. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Too. They're like, well, but they won't mm-hmm. be able to socialize. Yeah, that's half the point. I don't want yeah, my don't kid want... with your kid. I'm I sorry. I don't want that socialization, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't want that. In fact, that's probably the biggest reason mm-hmm. we brought him home right. for 23 years. Thank was you. We didn't want that for him. Uh, I think get it from both sides. The crappy education <sighs> from the teachers and the crappy uh, interaction with, with, mm-hmm. with Hellraisers. And that's not to say there aren't good teachers, because there are. There are great yep. teachers and in great are, schools. And there are good kids. And there are good kids. But boy, they're tough to find. <laughs> <laughs> but what we wanted to do. Our theory was, look, we want to give them a solid foundation and they don't uh, and be able to be mature enough to handle certain situations when they're not at seven years old or eight years old or nine years old. A lot of too many things come at them and they're not prepared for it. But if if you've given them that foundation and by the time they are faced with really important decisions when they're in their teens, uh, hopefully they have that foundation to make the right the right choices and they're mature enough to make the right choices. And they're still going to get it thrown at them when they're young adults in college. Yeah, they are. I mean, you can do the greatest job raising your kid for 18 years, but at some point they're going to be, the onslaught's going to arrive. You're setting them out in the world. And you just hope that they're prepared for it by then. Right. That's exactly right. All right. 888-933-93. I just want to say something about Glint. Um, Give a take a minute and uh, tell you about Glint. Glint, I, I believe in this uh, product. This is they've been a sponsor for a while now, and as your dollars are being eroded every single day by hyperinflation and low interest rates, savings and spending 
Saving and spending in real gold with Glint, with the Glint app, and this Glint MasterCard. Wow, can I can I take a look at that? Uh, you can. I'll give it back to you after lunch today. Yeah, okay. Nice. Yeah, go ahead and try to use that. That's okay. obviously huh. zero, 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 zero. <laughs> Theater of the mind. Anyway, it's it's more relevant than it's ever been. This is I, cool. I I love Glint because, frankly, I don't trust the Fed. I don't trust crypto necessarily. I don't trust our banks. I don't trust the stock market. In fact, I withdrew my money from the stock market. Hmm. And I don't trust our government. So I think buying gold right now that you can also spend, even at the grocery store, restaurants, wherever, uh, it's just a smart move. But here's where it gets really exciting because Glint is crowdfunding right now. They want you to be a part of their future and to grow with them. So just go to republic.co slash glint to find out more. If you qualify, you can invest in what I believe is the future of money. Uh, While there's a lot of people enthralled with a lot of different things, um, some of those things don't make nearly as much sense as glint does to me. Again, just go to republic.co.co slash glint republic.co slash glint get the details and do your own homework Pat Gray Unleashed Hmm. So they really want us to get those vaccines they they really do uh, to the point where they're sending out emergency notices. Uh, so many members of your audience. Like an Amber Alert that you get exactly. on your phone? Exactly. You know, when you're sitting in your house with your family and every single one of them has a phone or two, uh, and then all of a sudden this alarm goes off in everybody's phone. It's like, geez, what is... Are we... Is there an air raid? Are the Russians coming? What the hell? No, it's a silver alert. There's no, an old a, man yeah, who old took, man his, took uh, his car. Yeah, and, about 12 uh, counties away. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Get back it's to your dinner. It's in El Paso, which is 10 hours from you. But it's unreal. We think he might be in your neighborhood now. We don't know. Uh, uh, but no, anyway. they keep getting these emergency alerts, and they and they keep sharing them uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, at Keith Malinak, and, and I'm seeing these things pop up. And like, here's just one that just somebody just sent, uh, the pickled squirrel sent this one. Public safety alert. Free Johnson & Johnson <laughs> Pfizer COVID vaccine, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily at... Gary uh, Roosevelt High School, I don't know, uh, 730 West 25th Avenue, ages 12 and up. Do they list a uh, hospital that's nearby uh, for after the blood clots <laughs> start forming in your body? You can just stop by real quick. And... I got to be honest with you. I want to find out who <laughs> Gary Roosevelt was. It's not Franklin or Teddy. It's Gary. Gary Roosevelt. Hmm. <laughs> what? Um, also, more than 100 million Johnson & Johnson doses are on hold as U.S. regulators inspect them. Hmm. Uh-oh. So is that is it possible even to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine right now? Uh-oh. 100 million? That sounds like the whole the whole batch. That's, that's got to be, right? That's a high number. That's a big number. Good grief. No one is more disappointed than we are that we had to suspend our 24-7 manufacturing of new vaccine. Uh, the chief executive, Robert G. Kramer, told members of a House subcommittee that's investigating his firm. He said, I apologize for the failure of our controls. Yeah, well, <laughs> tell that to the families of the people with blood clots. Uh, they, they'd probably love to hear from you. In more than three hours of testimony, Kramer acknowledged unsanitary conditions, including mold at oh. their Baltimore plant. 
What? <laughs> Roll up that sleeve. Fended off aggressive questions from House Democrats about his stock sales and hundreds of thousands of dollars in bonuses for top company execs last year. Under aggressive questioning by House Democrats, he said he expects the Baltimore plant, which was forced to halt operation a month ago after contamination spoiled the equivalent of 15 million doses to resume production in a matter of days. My teenage son's room gives your facility a run for its money in terms of its cleanliness. <laughs> oh, wow. According to Raja Krishnamurthy. Uh, Representative <laughs> Carolyn Maloney, Democrat of New York, complained that emergent officials appear to have wasted taxpayer dollars while lining their own pockets. And then uh, again... That's according to Mr. Kramer. Uh, he also asked Mr. Kramer sharply if he would consider turning over his $1.2 million bonus from 2020 to the American taxpayers. <laughs> and uh, Kramer responded, Congressman, I will not make that commitment. <laughs> why Why turn it over to the American taxpayers? In other words, to the federal government. Yeah. Why does the yeah. federal government deserve it any more than that guy does? Uh, they certainly don't, Stop. and we all know that. Jeez, this vaccine thing. This I, I am so confused by it. I don't even know. I don't know what to do. I, I guess take my chances with the virus. Is you know because uh, they're both completely unknown right now. The vaccine is completely hmm. unknown. You don't know how that's going to affect you. You don't know what that's going to cause in your body. What it's going to do to your immune system, uh, and turns your body on itself. Which is just exactly what the virus does. And that's why it gives us so many weird problems that don't usually come from a flu-like virus. Uh, so, it's been fun. And it's going to continue to be fun, I'm sure, in the near future. No repercussions for China, I'd like to point out. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Well, we can't even call it that, you know, the China disease. We can't even say it came from the Wuhan lab. Hmm. They won't even... They won't even admit that, which it obviously did. Everybody knows it, but you can't really say it. No, it's from a bat. Yeah, it's from a bat. In a, in a wet market uh-huh. is uh-huh. what happened. Uh-huh. From what I hear, I mean. Because bats are such good eating uh, that uh, people just can't resist them I mean, in the wet market, right? It's just. Oh, man, is that fresh bat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wrap that up for me, would you? I mean, there's a lot of issues with Wuhan right now. Okay, we gotta address these. <laughs> Why would you eat bat? I don't care who you are. Why would you do it? Uh, I don't it, care. You know, the next time someone says, <laughs> "Well, I don't know," China's really doing great. Maybe communism isn't so bad at all. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Is that where they eat bat and <laughs> pangolin and? house cats and whatever else is in that market oh gosh remember we had a whole list yeah we did it was very gross it was nasty (laughs) really was uh all right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three also at pat unleashed on twitter uh there's some controversy now about we showed you this yesterday joe biden taking a test drive in the ford f-150 lightning which by the way again seventy thousand dollar vehicle yeah, let's work in Pale Joe, right? Or Lunch Pale Joe? Lunch Pale Joe. Yeah. Middle class Joe. Uh-huh. Blue collar Joe. <laughs> Look at that. Boy, and, and, so, and he's driving like a normal red-blooded American. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, look at that. Woo! Joseph. 
Why is the truck, uh... I don't know, it's like wrapped up in, like, paper. Could they not unwrap it for the president? <laughs> Look at that, and he's still got, like, the little protective coating and stuff. Weird. Oh. President! How's it drive? Look at him, he's turning the wheel. It's not but turning. it's not going anywhere. not going anywhere. So, the, I guess the thing is, it has two steering wheels. Yeah, in uh, look at this. He, the guy, what? the other guy, is actually driving it's the truck like a driver's ed vehicle. Pat, look at his hand is on the wheel, and I'll bet you a million dollars. Oh yeah, he's the one driving the vehicle. Biden can't even drive around a parking lot. It's literally like Biden's a little kid and yeah, huh. sure you're driving. Yeah, turn that wheel cuz wow. he turned the wheel to the right and the truck kept rolling straight. <laughs> I mean, they, it's not he, it's a pretend. It's, it's so pretend it doesn't even control the vehicle at all. It's like the little cart that looks like a car, a little yes. grocery cart that your kids can drive around. <laughs> In the grocery store while you're pushing him. <laughs> he thinks he's driving, but he's not. Right. It's adorable, really. It's adorable. That is. Uh, also, the you know the joke about killing the ABC reporter went nowhere. Nobody cared about that. Nobody cared. Not even ABC. And you know for a fact, had that been mm. Donald Trump. Oh, my goodness. It'd be all they'd be talking about right now. Still. Donald Trump joked about killing an ABC reporter. You can't joke about that. You You can't even joke about it. It would be... It'd be everywhere. It would be Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon sitting together on CNN with their serious faces on going, this is just... Violent rhetoric. The latest manifestation Mm -hmm. of the man's hatred for this press. Violent rhetoric. Enemy of the people. That's what he calls us. And uh, then he threatened to run one over. What do you want to bet? Had she gotten in front of the vehicle, he would have. He would have gunned her down. Yeah. And, and like, you could even see Chris Cuomo saying, well, what about the person, Don, who says he's just joking? Ha ha. Sense of humor. And then Don Lemon would say, um, uh, it's no laughing matter way. to be right. joking about <laughs> death. Yes, that's right. Under any circumstances, Chris. <laughs> there are sick individuals in this world, and they could take their cue from that. Thank you. Yes. 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 Instead, what are we hearing? What? Because it was Biden. Hello. Wait, how did we get a microphone into Joe Biden's brain? Hello. Oh, this is the press. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. the press response. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> sure is. So. <laughs> it. I mean. Pathetic. It's just pathetic. <sighs> and speaking of this uh, uh, sharp leader that we have. <laughs> sharp leader. Uh, he also lashed out at another branch of the military. Uh, check this out. He's t- he's speaking, I believe, to the Coast Guard at uh, their commencement, and uh, they they didn't think he was funny when he when he made a joke, and uh, he didn't like it. <laughs> I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is quote the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite you're a really dull class. <laughs> Come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? Come on, man. I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but being here together. Oh, my gosh. He berates them. Well, all kidding aside, being here together is a victory in and of itself. All right, shut up. That is unbelievable. And it's at least the second time it happened. Mm -hmm. This happened during the campaign when, wasn't it during the campaign? 
or was it after his presidency? No, this is back when he was vice president. But uh, yeah, you, you, I think they've got the video. Yeah, so. watch this. What you may hear about me, I have incredibly good judgment. One, no, this is not oh, okay. Okay. vice president. This yeah, is just two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastards. Understanding what you may hear about me, I wow. have incredibly good judgment. Just clap for me, One, you stupid bastard. I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastards. I, yeah. What and, is wrong with this guy? And well, then, we know and, what's wrong. And then after that, he said, C-Isle. you know, you are a dull yeah, bunch or something. He said like that, the yeah. exact same thing, yeah. that you're a dull bunch. And I don't know <laughs> how. Gosh. How long? I, can we, do you want to do the comparison? Because he ripped sure. off Reagan. The guy has a history of ripping off speeches. Well, we'll do that in a second okay. because uh, I want to spend a minute with okay. that because it's important. It, it's important to see yes. the decline of this guy and and who he really is. When he lets his guard down and he gets pissed. And he gets pissed on a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be angry about it. It wasn't funny. That's why people didn't laugh. Not that they're dull or the sun has gotten to them. Or that they're stupid bastards. <laughs> You're not funny. Not only that, but his contempt for the military. Contempt, absolutely. Just, that's his go-to. To yeah. show how he really feels yeah. about our troops. That they're dullards. That's... That's how he feels. You stupid bastards. Oh, there's your commander in chief. Yes, sir. Ugh. Wow. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed and he's on the blades. Oh, welcome. Triple Eight 933-93. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Vern Lundquist tweets. <laughs> Uh, loved his play-by-play, by the way. Still do. Yeah. Still do. Good stuff. He's still at the Masters. That was awesome. To yeah, hear. that's great. <laughs> uh, he's getting up there in age, too. What is he in, in his 80s? Let's Gotta see. Gotta be in his 80s. I love Vern Lundquist. So do I. And I love that he listens to this program, too. <laughs> Me, too. Which is really cool. That's really cool. He is, uh, in July, he'll be 81. Uh-huh. Uh, people are already so socially awkward from too much screen time slash social media. I can't imagine how weird today's youth will end up oh, uh, being as adults. Especially with what we've put them through with COVID masks and bullcrap for the last year plus. Yeah, plus all the wokeness, mm-hmm. all the garbage they're being uh, propagandized with oh, at school. Boy, critical race theory. We are going to raise, mm. right now, mm. the, the little seedlings of psychopaths. Well, seriously, if we don't head it off at the pass, it'll be the end of our nation. It'll literally be the end of America. Uh, Vaxed professor. Oh, come on, Keith. All kids are just little angels. Just ask their parents. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's the problem. OPKs, man. Other people's kids. No, thank you. For sure. Uh, For Mike, regarding vaccine deaths, if we count all the COVID deaths with COVID, comorbidities mm-hmm. we can count all vaccine deaths with comorbidities yep. Yep. <laughs> that's a good point. i had the same thought when you were reading <laughs> those numbers and we were saying well <clears throat> maybe it's not that high oh because covid's that high <laughs> i mean seriously yeah. and then i just heard the spin this week oh almost certainly i can't remember which news it was cnn i think almost certainly the numbers are much higher than being reported for deaths from covid like it 
It's the opposite of that. If they believed that, the opposite, then they would have never gotten rid of their stupid yeah, their counter counter up there every day. That as soon as the CDC gave them the green light and they had that extra space on camera, they took it off. So yep. if it's as bad as you think it is, CNN, put it back up. Put it back. Caffeinated Texan tweets. Uh, Creepy Joe taught me something today. When Pat and Keith don't read my tweets online, it isn't because I'm not funny. It's just because they're stupid jerks. That's well. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I mean, that is accurate. That, that is accurate. We are jerks. That's true. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Joe learned you some manners, didn't he? Yeah, Taught good. you some things that you can use in your life. So don't say he didn't do anything for you. Right. Uh, let's see. From uh, Smooshing Duck. Uh, Biden flubbed the delivery on that Coast Guard joke uh, and stole the joke from Reagan, who delivered uh, properly and got a big laugh. And uh, very true. We're going to play that again in a second. Show you the difference between the Biden delivery and what Ronald Reagan said. It's interesting, too, that that Biden says, quote, but doesn't say who the quote came from. Because it came from Ronald Reagan. And he was quoting somebody else, I think. So Reagan was quoting somebody else, yeah. too? But he, you know, Reagan properly attributed yeah, when okay. he spoke. So. Uh, Jack in Ohio. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hey, Jack. Wow, cool. Don't say that in an airport. <laughs> oh, no! No, you did <laughs> Actually, hey, Jack would be okay. Hi, Jack. You probably want to you want to yeah. avoid. I see. Actually, it's really but... funny you say that because when I was a kid, that actually happened to me in a Kroger. One of my mom's friends yelled it really loud and everyone kind of stopped and looked. <laughs> <laughs> Were they going to fly the Kroger to the Middle East if their ransom weren't met? Or? Uh, it's happened. It's happened, Keith. Uh, a Kroger? Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What's up? Um, I just want to say a couple years ago I was watching, I think it might have been Jay Leno's Garage, but they had Joe Biden on there. After he was, you know, done being VP and everything, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, he's love of cars and he had a Corvette collection and he was showing a couple of his Corvettes. And he was saying how when he was VP, Secret Service would not allow them to actually drive cars. Mm. So that was his first time driving in like eight years. So I'm wondering if it's the same situation now. I'm sure it is. Still not allowed to drive it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, good good point. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they, they probably look down on that. Right. And uh, it's not 19... 19- you know, 50 anymore when Harry Truman can hop into his old Buick or whatever it was and drive back to Missouri by himself with his, well, he and his wife. Uh, and and think that about doesn't happen anymore. Biden being in Congress since the 70s, you know, he wasn't driving himself to the airport when he would go back to Delaware or anything like that. I mean, and, well, plus he always rode the train. Always took the train. I wonder when the last time dude actually drove a vehicle. Be interesting 70s. to know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's probably somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So let's start with uh, with Biden's line and his berating of the military. Yeah, I think the clip uh, is, is actually. Flipped? Well, all I mean, right. I guess you could. You got them both together. Yeah, let's on see. The same H- one. However, you want to do it, guys. Your call. Do it. My Coast Guard aides have been excellent. One of them taught me that, and I quote. The Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war. <laughs> See, look, he delivered it perfectly, and they love I him. I only assume mm-hmm. that you'll enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. He's got what? You're a, well, you're a really dull class. No, no you you're just a dullard suck. yourself. 
Uh, wow, that is something else. And look, at he didn't even give him. He gave him like half a second. They're like half a beat there. And then he's berating them. And he screwed up the line. Badly. He left he out a couple it. words. and Butchered it completely. And then he wants him to laugh or or applaud or cheer like Reagan. But in his head. Incredible. That was the funniest thing. And they should be laughing. Bro, stop with the Well, telephone. you know, they showed him the Reagan clip before he did the speech. Sure. Here, this will kill. Uh, at the Coast Guard. Look what happened with Reagan. Do this line. And uh, he's pissed that it didn't work but for it, him. It comes. First of all, he flubs it. It comes across as disingenuous. And then it just uh -huh. shows that he definitely didn't earn, earn the applause when he shows what he thinks about the crowd. Oh, my gosh, this guy. As he's done before, as we showed you. Uh, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe this guy was elected. We begged and we pleaded, didn't we? Uh, yes, didn't it's, we beg and it's, plead? It, it is definitely very, very hard to believe that this man was, in fact, elected. Seriously. And, and if you're to believe the results of the election, which, yes, there are some questions, but I think, uh, to me, I mean, it doesn't do any good to say he didn't win, because there he is. So... If you're, if you're to believe the election results, he won by 7 million votes. That's outrageous I fear, that he duped that many people. This dullard, this dolt, uh, this guy who seriously is cognitively declining at a rate that is exponential <laughs> at this point. He's declining exponentially. Yeah. And uh, we got a front row seat to it. Uh, so does the whole world. Man, how, must, how they must be laughing at us. Then we've got our military situation, our CIA, uh, which is pumping out videos that show how woke they are. That show that, yeah, we got trans people here. We've got gays. We've got the entire spectrum of LGBTQQIA2 plus people. Uh, yeah, we got two spirits here, we're pretty sure. And <laughs> We're celebrating the two spirits. Just the two? Yeah, the two spirits and the questioning, though. We got some questioning. Uh, and uh, we got the uh, the asexual people that uh, don't have sex at all. So <laughs> we're Oof. we're running the whole spectrum of LGBTQQIA2+. Uh, meanwhile, our adversaries on the other side of the globe are doing things a little bit differently. <laughs> Here's a new Russian ad for their military. Now, you don't know what they're saying, but the guy, muscular guy, hopping out of bed early in the morning, doing push-ups now, glaring at us. Now he's paratrooping, he's jumping out of an airplane, shooting, he's sniping in the snow. Wow, he's a tough guy. Begins in California. And here's here's our CIA. By two no, this, is, this is the army. Also oh yeah, it is. Equality. Yeah, this is the army. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. No. Okay. To marry my other mom. Oh. <laughs> With such powerful role models, mm -hmm. I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting Take with that, the Russia. Okay. We got people, we got girls in our army who have two moms. I'm US Army Corporal. Deal with that. Lord, and I answered my call. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did that guy in Russia have two moms? We don't even know because they didn't even tell us. I don't have parents at all. <laughs> Patrick. <sighs> Man, Help I us. tell you. Uh, when you put when you juxtapose it that oh way. Oh boy. It's 
pathetic. It shows you the lengths to which we have dropped. Uh, we've gone down a rabbit hole. and I, It's going to be tough to dig out of this. It's going to be tough to dig out. God bless our military. Uh, uh, yep. May you all be safe yep. wherever you are. Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Um, you need an agent who can see you through the whole process. Somebody with a lot of experience. Not somebody that someone recommended to you who's their second cousin once removed and they, they do this on the weekends and things. <laughs> so you want somebody who really knows this business and is out doing it every single day and it's their lifeblood and they live it and love it. These are the agents of real estate agents I trust. Uh, they've been fully vetted. They've got great track records and marketing plans, and uh, they're fans of the show. So when you talk about the, you know, the juxtaposition between the Russian military and uh, what our army ads look like, they're going to know what you're talking about. You'll have something to share with each other. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name really says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're trying to blame Donald Trump for the situation that's happening in Israel right now. Uh, the Biden administration has laid the blame squarely uh, on Donald Trump. Was there too much peace? Is yeah, there was. The... Yes. <laughs> yes. And so it just pent up and pent up oh, and pent up. Okay. And he kept it, you know, he kept it. Uh, from exploding. Right. So now it got to such a bubble point that it just burst. And uh, thanks a lot, Donald Trump. Huh. It's amazing. Not one situation like this that I can remember during the four years of Donald Trump. Uh, they, they, we never had an extended breakout of violence like this. And they warned us that that was going to happen. Remember when we moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem? Oh, you're going to cause all kinds of violence in the Middle East. Uh, the Hamas is not going to stand for that. They were quiet as church mice during that time. Now, uh, all hell has broken loose. And they're trying to, you know, not just in Israel, but on the border, um, in our economy. They're trying to lay all of that at the foot of Donald Trump. Sorry, nope, it's going on on your watch. So you got to deal with it. And uh, they're trying to get a ceasefire going, but uh, I think I think Netanyahu really wants to root out the Hamas terrorists uh, once and for all, and and bring a stop to this nonsense. I mean, when you've got the AP shacking up in the same building with Hamas, and they you know that they knew it, they had to have known it. They were there for fifteen years. Uh, you you didn't know Hamas was in the same building you were housed in? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm buying that. Uh, and we're supposed to have all kinds of sympathy uh, for the Palestinians at this point. Because the big, mean, bully Israel is is picking on them again. I just, I, I can't buy it. Look at the way, you know, we were talking about the indoctrination of our children in, in our schools. Look at the indoctrination for the Palestinian kids. This is from a, a Palestinian kids TV show. Uh, it's obviously in Arabic, but there's a translation that we can read. Uh, but watch the poem that these two little girls are asked to read. <laughs> 
on Palestinian television. They want to recite a short poem. I do not fear the rifle because your throngs are in delusion and ignorant herds. Jerusalem is my land. Jerusalem is my honor. Jerusalem is my days and my wildest dreams. Oh, you who murdered Allah's pious prophets. Oh, you who were brought up on spilling blood. You have been condemned to humiliation and hardship. Oh, sons of Zion. Oh, most evil among creations. Oh, barbaric monkeys. Wretched pigs. Jerusalem is not your den. Jerusalem opposes your throngs. Jerusalem vomits from within it your impunity. Because Jerusalem, you're impure ones. And Jerusalem, you who are filth. I do not fear barbarity as long as my heart is Quran and my city. As long as I have my arm and my stones. As long as I am free and do not barter. I will not fear your throngs. I will not fear the rifle. Okay. Uh, so... Wretched monkeys and pigs. Just uh, some of what their children are taught to believe about the Israelis and the Jews. Isn't that sweet? Hey, who wouldn't side with these guys? <laughs> I mean, they're lovely. Really, this time of year, they're, they're really quite lovely. Uh, that's, that's the time of year when you want your kids reciting poems like that, isn't it? I wouldn't it? want to In sit springtime. down at a table with those little girls much less once they become adults and so sad because what chance do they have what chance do they have being taught that kind of hatred from the very beginning but they're the victims yes that's right Mm -hmm. that's right yeah also we've got this uh amazing call that the uh somebody intercepted this yeah idf called hamas to tell them get out of the building we're about to blow it up and Mm. this is this Mm. is what it was okay I can't get all the people out. You got two hours to get them out. We're going to bomb the building. We're going to bomb, bomb whatever you want. No, brother, we need to do everything we can so you don't die. Pause it for a second. So the Israeli, the IDF person, is trying desperately to get them to understand, we're going to bomb your building, you need to get out of your building. You so two, they're trying to save lives. you got two hours, we don't want you to die, but we are going to blow up the building in two hours. <laughs> and the Palestinians like, no. Yeah, right, bomb whatever you here. want. Bomb, bomb whatever you want. We're staying here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see the rest of this. We want, we to, want die. to die. <laughs> but you have a responsibility for your children's lives. If the children need to die, then they'll die. Good. I, all right. Yeah. I mean, how do you deal with these people? Yeah. How do you, if the children need to die, they're going to die. And he says, God forbid, we don't want you to die. And then the Palestinian guy goes, um, well, this is how we will illustrate your cruelty. By letting us die in this building so we can blame Israel. When it's their fault, because they were warned. They're trying to get rid of the places that house the terrorists and the equipment that they have, but they're trying to save the lives of the people inside the building. Who does that? Us and the Israelis. That's about it. And the Palestinians are like, no, no, our children are going to die, so uh, we can show it to the world that you've killed children here. Wow. Wow. Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. All right. Uh, wow. I tell you what. Martin is running the show today in the control room. Wow. Uh, because Corby had to leave early. Is 
is he filling in for somebody down the hall? Yeah, so he's in for Sarah. Okay. And, and so Martin's Martin back. Said, yeah. At this time. No, this time he's still incompetent because Seriously. he started the show. First thing he does is start the hour a second late. That's a second we'll never get back. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Wow. You're welcome. I'm so sorry. Did you miss us? I do miss you guys. I miss really? you guys a lot. Yeah. Aww. You miss being berated on the air? Yeah. I miss yeah. it so much. <laughs> I was about to say. It's such a blast. <laughs> Let's ruin the moment, Pat. Yeah. Thanks for coming back here. Thanks for coming taking back. Taking a second from it's us great. and the mm-hmm. audience. That we'll never get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the White House has released the president and vice president's tax returns, revealing the finances of the nation's uh, two most powerful couples. Did they overpay? Oh, man. they. You know how good-hearted they are. You know how generous they are. You know it. And you love it. And, uh, I mean, these are all about little people, right? These are the <laughs> these are the politicians that are so concerned about the little people. That's why they help them so much. Actually, this fits right in with their ideology. Uh, Biden's never been a giver. Usually about 1%, 1-2% charitable giving for the Bidens. Um, he does a little bit more than that now because he knows he's going to be facing some scrutiny. So he bumped it all the way up to 5% mm. last year. 5% mm-hmm. charitable contributions. Uh, now, Kamala and her husband, who had a gross income of $1.695 million, <laughs> uh, they they donated to charity a whopping $27,006. Uh, which is one and a half percent of their income went to charitable giving. One and a half percent. One and a half percent. Okay. So, yeah. So they're, I mean, they're just practicing what they preach. And that's, I guess, that the government should do everything. They shouldn't be doing it. So it fits right in. It fits right in. So then they would have overpaid. Yes, they overpaid. To the government. So the government could then give more money to people that need it. Sure. Sure, sure. No, they actually, their effective tax rate was, uh, for the Bidens, 25.9%, and for the Harris's, uh, 36.7%. So they gave uh, probably less than their actual tax rate through deductions and whatever. Um, so no, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't overpay anywhere, frankly. Huh. But uh, yeah, they're letting the government take care of whatever charitable needs people have. Uh, they don't have to be bothered with it. Uh, got some tweets here from Adam Snyder. President Reagan was likable and funny. Mm-hmm. President Biden is neither. Uh, to about the one millionth power. That's <laughs> true. Real Random G uh, tweets funny how both the left and Hamas accuse their enemy of the things they themselves do. Yep. Sure is. Yep. Sure is. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of allies with Hamas, did you see that BLM openly supports the Black Lives Matter, openly supports Hamas. <laughs> Yay! It's a match made in heaven, uh, hell. Yay. What a surprise. Surprise! I really thought it was going to be Israel. Yeah, I thought huh. you were going to throw us a curveball there. Yeah, but no. no. Didn't uh-uh. see that coming. Alexandrum uh, Occasional Kofax? Cortex. Cortex. Cotex? I don't know. Oh, occasional oh, Cotex. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, no. Wait, what? I got the Pfizer vaccine <laughs> and am extremely disappointed to see I'm not magnetic. I was hoping to walk around with my granddaughter's latest art project stuck to my arm <laughs> I'm with telling a few you, refrigerator magnets. You can find benefits to this. Like I said, wouldn't your keys stick to it? <laughs> I, would, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, from Hoboken Guppy. 
I got my second Moderna shot at 11 a.m. yesterday. By 8 p.m., I felt like I was hit by a car. Uh-oh. <sighs> at 12 a.m., I woke up violently shaking with the chills, woke up at 7 a.m. in a puddle of sweat, and sore all over. Fun! Thanks, China! Uh, golly. Now, the more I hear about it, the more I just can't. I was going to... I. When I came into work on Monday morning, I was about ready to pull the trigger, frankly, and just get the vaccine and have it over with. Oh, you scared me. I didn't know where you were going no, with that I analogy. Just, I, was I was just like, oh, about to goodness. just say, I'm just going to do it. And uh, then we got hit with this barrage of really bad stories on the vaccine all week long. And they act, the, when you bring this stuff up, though, they act like it's some sort of conspiracy theory. I know. That there's no evidence of any of this going on. A lot of people going through a lot of trouble to go into the hospital, fake symptoms, record videos, yeah. post them online, have them taken out, taken down, and having to find places where you can post them and leave them up where they exist for more than five seconds. Even if they didn't go to the hospital, everybody's getting sick from it. Just about everybody I've spoken oh. to has been pretty sick. That's right. Remember yesterday I said I didn't know of... Any side effects, you know, that my mom and stepdad had. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My mom had red bumps all over her arm. Okay. And my stepdad was tired all day for several days. So there you go. So those are like tame reactions yeah. compared to what we've been hearing. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Jeez. Uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, by the way, the Red Cross has an interesting announce- announcement for you if you've gotten vaccinated. They don't want your plasma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Let's see. What, what do we got? Got a video about this? Yeah, we do. Uh, uh, I didn't. Oh, I never got No, in. we oh, didn't. That's too no, bad. we don't. Okay, so the Red Cross doesn't want your plasma. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's tainted when yeah. you get the vaccine. Like it doesn't do what it's supposed to do now. So they're like, uh, Weird. so you can keep that plasma. And somebody pointed out online that if you don't have the vaccine and you want to go donate plasma, give it a few months. It, it may be worth its weight in gold uh, pretty when soon. When 70% of adults are vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah. It's called, a, it's called a supply and demand. And when the market oh, tightens, man. then the price of what's available shoots up. So I, uh, I already know a bunch of college students who kind of make a living doing that. You, you know a guy sitting in the room with you that's going to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> You kidding me? Yeah. How much? How much do they pay for plasma? I bet Martin knows. Martin, how much do they pay for plasma? I bet you go like oh, every it could day, be like four hundred a month. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm you can there. get like I mean, depending on where and and the need. Oh, I'm shopping around too. Yeah, shop around. And that was before it became a scarce deal. Yeah. So well, yeah, when seventy percent of the populace oh. can't donate, then it's that's gonna skyrocket. Will I get cookies and juice? I don't know, Keith. Because I hear when I you go and know. donate this stuff, you know, when I donate blood, and juice. Mm-hmm. they always give me cookies and juice. Yeah, but do you get Kexi cookies? I doubt it. <laughs> no, you probably don't. <laughs> you should you should get a, a thing going with the Red Cross. <laughs> yes. You know, and say, hey, yeah, hey, you need some cookies? Go to Kexi.com and buy the best cookies on the planet. People will people will flood into your place. But if you don't, if you don't want to give plasma, you can still get the the kexi.com. Oh, I don't have to give plasma no, or blood. You don't have to give plasma or blood. Oh, no. Okay. Very good. <laughs> we got some new flavors too that are oh, really yeah? really good. Strawberry cream. Oh. Delicious. 
I'm following. The lemon blueberry is back by popular demand. So anyway, Kexi.com, check it out. I'm following you home after the show today. That's for sure. And you know what goes great with Kexi Cookies is a new At The Mic podcast. You just go to AtTheMicShow.com. And Joe Bastardi is my guest. uh, Oh. Drops tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. Oh, good. Okay. He's fun. He's a lot of fun. He's got a lot of energy, that guy. Joe Bastardi. Yeah, he does. Uh, he he loves to be on. <laughs> so, he is good. I love him. So he's a talker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unvaccinated Americans twice as likely to feel comfortable ditching a mask. <clears throat> That's according to a new poll as the mandates are lifted. <clears throat> well, yeah, because we don't want really any of it. We're done with the we're done with the face coverings. We don't want your vaccine because we don't know what's in it. We don't know what it's going to do to our bodies. Uh, it, it, you know, it, the left, though, they're just lemmings that will follow the government anywhere they're being led. I mean, if Biden says it, then by golly, they're going to they're going to go do it. Yeah, I can't understand this. I thought you felt invincible now that you had your magic potion in your arm and you could go and take on the world without a mask and live life and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I think what this is is the result of raising I think it's coming, this generation is coming of age that we gave not only participation trophies to, but we wrapped them in bubble wrap. And we said, look, if you're going to ride your bike, you're going to wear a helmet, and you're going to keep the training wheels on extra long, and don't go past the stop sign. And I mean, we, we've been overprotecting a generation, and now they're getting this vaccine, and they're still terrified, and they're keeping their mask on because they want to be protected because they always were. Yeah. Uh, how many of us died from not wearing a helmet when we rode our bikes when we were kids i don't remember that ever happening i don't remember traumatic brain injury from from falling off a bike when i was a kid yeah maybe yeah. it happened every day and i just wasn't aware of it uh but i didn't once wear a helmet and while I'm, i was riding my bike not i'm once. the most accident prone individual that you know and i had some nasty spills on my bike yeah i did too but uh like you said, I survived. I, I avoided a head injury. You wouldn't know it to hear me talk. <laughs> no, you wouldn't talk. But, That's a good uh, point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I still have scars like on knees and elbows from bike from crashes. crashes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's childhood, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's life. You go through these struggles. You learn lessons so that you don't do them again. Not anymore. Not anymore. We protect you from that. And then you, like you said, you end up following the government, whatever they say, and you're still yeah. terrified. Yep. Getting ready to go into Target. <laughs> I know they say we can take off the mask, but... You can't. You can't do it. I'm keeping mine on. Oh, good. I good. am. I'm oh, not ready. I, I am. Okay. It's too much. It's too, too soon. Too much too soon. <laughs> but your precious CDC said go for it. What's your problem? I'm keeping mine on. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. She's so terrified she doesn't even trust the government's so, direction. It's just too much. It's too soon. It's too soon to take I your can't. mask off, honey? Well, the CDC said there's going to be people who are going to have a tough time giving up the mask. And and I thought, what garbage. And then that day, she appears. <laughs> it's just, it's true. There's going to be people like her who just get the can't. I just can't. I can't give up the mask. I love it. I love wearing the mask. It's too much. Too it's soon. too much. It's too soon. I can't. I can't. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. So, good for you. Wear your stupid mask the rest of your life. That'd be, that's great. Yeah. And make sure it's the same mask that you have on now that you have on 10 years from now, because I'm sure that'll be really healthy <laughs> for you. Really, really hygienic. I'm telling you, these people don't realize the the, 
they don't. Sad twist of fate. They don't. Even even Fauci at the beginning of this thing mm-hmm. said, you know, the mask, people are touching it and messing with it, and and, it. and what he was saying was, you're in, you're, you're just infecting your mask with other kinds of germs and viruses that you picked up from who knows what, where your your hands are contaminated with something and when you touch your mask your mask is contaminated could you do me and the audience a favor and whenever you say uh my hands don't have a long pause because they are small i know then we hear the, but, the bit but they're not yours yeah they are my own mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> i will not be broken you won't be broken i will not okay be broken <laughs> <laughs> thank you jewel appreciate it sure uh, on Thursday, May 13th, so this would have been uh, a Thursday. week ago, yeah, last week, <clears throat> the Minister of the Interior of Croatia announced that they were going to be the first EU member to successfully conduct a pilot test <clears throat> of the Digital Green Certificate System. Oh, now we're getting <clears throat> somewhere, yes! Finally, somebody's implemented this. Uh-huh. The digital green certificates will be valid in all EU member states and facilitate free movement within them. Wow. That's not free movement, then. If you need a certificate Uh to move around. Uh Uh Uh-huh. The European Commission explains that national authorities will be responsible for issuing the certificates to their citizens. This will be done by hospitals, test centers, health authorities, etc., Moreover, the certificates will act as digital proof that one has either been vaccinated, received a negative test result, or recovered from the virus. They verified that this is all ready, it's ready to go, and they're issuing their certificates, and this kicks in January 1st. So, the digital green certificate system is in operation in the European Union. And by the way, if you want to go to Europe, you can hmm. this year. Oh, yeah? How, yeah, how do you just do get that? vaccinated and uh, carry your proof around with you. You just have to be vaccinated. So um, I think, actually, you just have to carry your proof around with you. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you, look, if you want to mess with the European Union. Oh, yeah. They're tough, <clears throat> right? Yeah, they're tough. The EU. Oh, shaking over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it inc- it includes the French, let's not forget. The surrender monkeys from France who <laughs> Okay, shaking over here. Actually, the French have been more resistant to some of the stuff than we have. Yeah. At least they said, "Look, we're not we're not messing with our language. We're not going to go gender non-specific." <laughs> uh-huh. Okay? And we're not going to do it. And then to that somebody said online, uh, we've been lapped by France. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. that sucks. It's but sad. yeah, and then remember Steve Dace pointed out, not only was the gender neutral thing dead on arrival there, but they have nuclear energy. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, the other one was um, something else that was really good, and <laughs> I just forgot because I didn't wear a helmet when I was a kid riding a bike around town. That's what happens. 888 Keith's wife, Carrie, just sent this note over. The cleaner at our church had a CPS investigation open because his daughter got hurt while sledding. And the 
the doctor didn't like that the kids didn't have sledding helmets on. They wait, what? what What's the? a sledding helmet? I've <laughs> I've never heard of sledding helmets. I mean, and this is Texas. I, nobody has ever worn a helmet while sledding, unless you're doing the luge in the Olympics. And or the bobsled. It's not like uh, sledding is second <sighs> nature on. to us here in Texas. We get a snow every decade. Yeah. Stop it. What Sledding helmets. I tell you, man. Doctors like that are like the HOA of pediatricians. Wow, that's really bad. Oh, gosh. I would be uh, just a little, a little irritated. <laughs> just a little irritated. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. There, there might be some, I don't know, stern words expressed. Maybe some tense exchanges, perhaps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's possible. And other stuff. Uh, Hero Alita tweets, What's funny is when people say, I'm wearing gloves, so it doesn't matter what I'm that I'm touching my mask. <laughs> Me. You do realize you're still <laughs> touching everything with those gloves, and it's still transferred to the mask, right? No, the fact is they don't realize that. So when... They don't. Oh, wait. When you touch stuff with gloves, it doesn't yeah. just vanish? No, no, it doesn't. Oh, no, I've been yeah, doing it wrong, not, too. That's weird, isn't it? That's kind of weird. <sighs> and I've seen that. I've seen people with masks and gloves at the grocery store. So they think that going <clears throat> and touching all of the boxes and the the products, uh, I guess they're immune with the gloves on, and then they can go ahead and handle their mask all they want. I, we've seen some weird stuff, not only mm-hmm. online, but in person. I know you've seen it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a guy look like the fly or something with his like, Bono goggles and uh, like a helmet thing was on and the mask and gloves and, you know, like like long, like, mm-hmm. ca- like calving gloves. I, I, we have seen some weird stuff in Bizarre. the last 14 months. You know, one of the <laughs> dumbest looking things, and it does... Absolutely no good, and I don't even know why people accept it. Is that face shield? <laughs> it's got oh, I love it. Air all through here. It's hysterical. Up here, down here. Yeah, uh, but uh, I people were buying that for a while. They're buying it like 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 people would like, not say anything. And I mean that's a great way to go because you could breathe. You're not being smothered by the by the shield. So, but I didn't do it because I mean that's silly <laughs> i think the point is silly. to just say does this make you feel better yeah i'm wearing something on my face uh, yes and most of the time people just be like okay hey he's that's got a, neat he's got a shield on so, so he I, cares about me uh, it's okay he's, he's not trying to kill me he's yeah got and, a, and actually got a shield on it's not he's he's trying to protect <laughs> me it's oh good he's obeying too mm-hmm. and remember obedience is what is prolonging this national nightmare uh, David Johnson tweets, I got the Moderna vaccine. Second shot was two months ago. Tried the magnet trick. And it worked. Yes. My grandkids are going to love this. <laughs> Until somebody keels over from it. I don't... I don't you don't like having metal? I no one ever keels over from hanging it. Hanging out in your body? Like yeah, little I, metallic uh-uh, particles? It's really weird. Sounds like fun. And why at just the injection site? I guess because does some of it just kind of stay there? Maybe the metals just kind of <laughs> cling to whatever it is. I think your answer is in the next tweet. Okay. <laughs> really? Uh, okay, this is from Viking Writer. Uh-huh. Vax card. Let me see if this magnet sticks. 
There you go. Now we know why there's metal in your arm. It's uh -huh. because that's proof that you've been vaccinated when they wand your arm. That's great. Oh, ho, ho. stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, this is from an op-ed in Britain. This is what we do about anti-vaxxers, oh, is gosh. the headline. Oh, here we go. No job, no entry, no NHS access. Oh, okay. All right. Why don't you just take them out back and shoot them? That's what they want to do. It is what they want to do. Uh, what should we do about the anti-vaxxers? A presumptuous question, I know, because they're human beings. Same as the majority of the population who choose to take the COVID-19 vaccines, and we're all entitled to do what we will or won't with our own bodies. Really? <clears throat> Can we leave it there? No, oh, of course not. No, okay. But the time has come when the hard choices are looming closer. If we don't want the COVID crisis to last forever, we need some new simple guidelines. No jab, no job. No jab, no access to NHS, NHS health care. No jab, no state education for your kids. No jab, no access to pubs, restaurants, theaters, cinemas, stadiums. No jab, no entry to the UK and much else. <laughs> Ah, uh, boy! Wow, this is good, right? We've gone from from bribe to shame to now just destroy your life if you don't get the vax. Who wants their grandma looked after by someone with coronavirus or teaching in a, teaching in a school full of kids sneezing the Indian variant somewhere? Why is that okay? Why can you call it the Indian <laughs> variant uh -huh. again? By the way. Mm -hmm. What? They were so insistent that it's not the China virus, but the Indian variant. Perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? And why? Nothing makes sense anymore. Nothing. Mm -mm. Uh, who wants to grab with the coronavirus or teaching in a school full of kids sneezing the Indian variant everywhere or to watch a football game with someone coughing their viral load all over you? That's not my <laughs> idea of freedom. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Society always needs to balance rights against obligations, and with rare exceptions, those refusing a vaccine need to accept what everyone else does or face the consequences. Fortunately, no one's fundamental human rights need to be violated. No one should ever make vaccination compulsory for that very reason. It would be a violation of their human rights. But you can make life so miserable for uh -huh. them that they can't do anything or go anywhere or even shop for food, probably. So you're not going to be allowed to go to the grocery store. Oh, okay. I, I guess eating is not a right. Uh, this is the road we're starting to travel down. It's yeah. it's pretty frightening. It is. I pretty mean, frightening. This full court press, these op-eds, the bribes, man, the oh, shame, the, 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 the plans to destroy those that don't conform to your will. Yeah. Uh, it's going to get really ugly fast. And Vox has this opinion piece. Vaccine passports can liberate America. Oh, what a nice spin on that. That's <laughs> yeah, a great spin. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, welcome to it. By the way, please uh, subscribe and rate five stars this program as well while you're at it. When you subscribe, that doesn't mean we're going to start bombarding you with spam. Or uh, change your long-distance phone carrier without your authorization, <laughs> which isn't really even a thing anymore, which is kind of cool. Um, but but it does uh, help spread the word for us. It yeah. helps get it out there to, to On Apple who, iTunes, five-star ratings, yes, and then uh, it'll pop up for more people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. 
And they'll get to see really cool things like this. This woman who is uh, responding to people who say that they need scientific proof that God exists. Uh, this is kind of cool. This is just a feel-good sort of segment it's after nice being bombarded with all kinds of garbage. When young people actually are coherent and mm-hmm. thoughtful individuals. Isn't it? And so that's why we have to highlight them, you know? Yeah, it's refreshing. <laughs> uh, here she is. Have y'all ever heard of the theory of general relativity? It's what Einstein is famous for. In his calculations, he started to realize that the universe was not eternal. It had a beginning. Now this leads us to the law of causality. Everything that came to be needs a cause. So Einstein clearly knew that if the universe had a beginning, it needed a cause. Let's go to the Big Bang Theory. There was no space, no time, and no matter before the Big Bang. The universe emerged out of nothingness. What does that mean? Since it's impossible for the universe to be able to create itself because it didn't exist in order to be able to create itself, nature and the universe itself was just a big effect that was caused by what are we left with? An extremely powerful, extremely intelligent, precise, given the precision that our universe was created with, personal entity that is capable of existing outside of time, space, and matter. Mm. That can't be nothing but God. And for people that are like, okay, well, how do you know that it's like Christianity's God? There's only one God, but there's a very famous astronomer named Robert Jastrow. His credentials as a scientist are impeccable. Being agnostic, Mm. he's not even a Christian. He said that all of the essential elements of the Big Bang Theory line up with biblical creation. Hmm. Because this is how God works. God speaks something and then science runs to catch up with what he said. Science doesn't create anything. Science studies creation. Let me just answer a question that I always get. Who created God? What I say? I said everything with a beginning. Everything that came to be needs a cause. God didn't come to be. God is eternal, the way a lot of people thought the universe was until science disproved it. So God doesn't need a cause or a creator. He is the cause. The universe is the effect. Don't just take my Hmm. word for it. Go look into it for yourself. One more thing. Evidence is not a substitute for faith. Following God is not a matter of evidence or proof. It's a matter of the will. You have to want to do it so you can have the peace that you're looking for. And if you don't want to make that choice, no amount of evidence is going to convince you to. You have to want to. Wow. That's really good. She's really smart. Uh, I wonder if that I, I wonder if that convinces people. Seemed like a pretty reasonable explanation to me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Things going really well in Chicago right now. Um, they had to just release a thousand feral cats. That sentence has never been spoken. Things are going really well in Chicago right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, so well that the feral cats were released onto the streets of Chicago to uh, oh. do something about the explosion of the rat population. Oh, no. That's how well they're going. <laughs> The Windy City was ranked number one on pest control company Orkin's list of the rattiest cities in the United States. Six consecutive years now. How proud they must be. They got to be proud in Chicago. Yeah, six years running. We're number one in rats. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What should we do about that? Uh, Release a thousand feral cats. Whoa, leave the rats. In an effort to rein in the explosion, the Treehouse Humane Society kicked off a program to release feral felines into areas experiencing rat problems. Wow. That's gross. This is really something. Baltimore used to be the uh, the number one area for rats in, uh, I thought, the entire hey, country. Where's New York, man? 
thought it was I thought it was Baltimore for a while. They had the rats outnumbered people ten to one at one point. Wow. In Baltimore. Yeah. So we were pretty proud when I lived there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm we were proud of, proud of that. I'm just trying to find the list. Oh well. I, <laughs> of I, the rattiest rattiest. Dumbest thing. Um, I found the 2020 list. Chicago, LA, New York, DC, San Francisco. Well, Baltimore falls to eight. Oh, wow. Wow. That's uh, really falling down on the da- job. Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, down to 16. So DFW 16th mm. in rat population? Yeah. Huh? Got any more right. you want me to look up here? West Palm Beach cracking the top 50. Look at that. They shot up. Uh, they were in the others receiving votes uh, last year. But uh, oh, Albuquerque jumps 19 spots to Congratulations, 48. Albuquerque. Congratulations. It's fantastic. Top 50 now. Top 50. Albuquerque. Top you know what 50 that is. rat population. That's some nasty uh, house that uh, somebody, you know, lives in and mm-hmm. just rot that that mm-hmm. jumped up that spiked Some the Al- yeah mm-hmm. that's that, that spiked albuquerque uh and got him on the map here but congratulations whatever the cause congratulations <laughs> yeah on that. you've earned it uh speaking of chicago mayor Lori lightfoot this is it's unbelievable she's frankly hideous. she's granting interviews to only black or brown journalists wow did you ever think you'd see a headline like that from a major American city? The mayor of that major American city, third largest in the country. Yeah, I'm only going to talk to black and brown journalists. No whiteies allowed. None. Huh. NBC5 Chicago political reporter Marianne Ahern took to Twitter on Tuesday to mark the midway point of Lightfoot's Lightfoot's first term in office. She in relation to Gordon Lightfoot, by the way. I, you know, from the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. Every time I hear the name Lightfoot, that's the only thing I can think of is well, Gordon yeah, Lightfoot. Yeah, everybody thinks that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, acknowledged her failed effort to land an interview as Chicago mayor reaches her two-year midway point as mayor. Her spokeswoman says Lightfoot is granting one-on-one interviews only to black or brown journalists, and apparently, Ahern wasn't the only one. I was told the same thing, said WTTW Chicago Tonight anchor and correspondent Paris wow. Schultz. Wow. I can confirm, Chicago politics reporter Heather Sharon similarly mm. tweeted. So this is not some made-up thing from one reporter. Uh, everybody agrees. She's only granting interviews to minority reporters. Is that even legal? Is that... Is that okay to do in Chicago? I guess. Wow. I mean, they have put up with mayors that are uh, ridiculous in Chicago for a really long time. The Dailies. I mean, Mayor Daly was so corrupt. Nobody cared for, what, 50 years? The guy was like 114 when he uh, finally keeled over and couldn't be mayor anymore of Chicago. It's unclear when such a practice was inactive enacted and if it only applies to local reporters especially after her msnbc appearance with stephanie rule on monday lightfoot was slammed on social media facing allegations of racism for choosing to speak with journalists journalists solely based on the color of their skin Jeez. it's 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 amazing the stories that we have every single day that you know should I mean, 10 years ago would have caused uh, quite an uproar. And now, it's barely even mentioned. Oh, yeah, the mayor's only doing, 
interviews with uh, with black and brown reporters. Whiteys need not apply. Oh, all right. <laughs> Nobody cares. I mean, seriously. Nobody cares. The, the people of Chicago should be surrounding her house. Mm-hmm. They should. And it should mm-hmm. be black, brown, and white people surrounding her house saying what what is this what what do we got here in this article about you won't uh mm-hmm. you won't talk to non-black and brown reporters it just who could have seen no where no we'd you be couldn't so quickly no way Mm-mm, you couldn't see it um and then Meghan markle and prince harry kind of going the other way they just announced last tuesday they've made a deal with multi-billion dollar consumer goods corporation procter and gamble uh Selling, uh, oh, despite the company, selling uh, skin whitening creams. Oh. So they went with Procter & Gamble anyway, despite the fact that they they sell these creams. So I don't think the Duke and Duchess are actually selling the cream. I thought they had gotten into the facial cream business, finally. They're not not in the facial cream business. That's what I was kind of hoping for. Oh, what are they doing? Ah, dang it. Um, What are they selling? They said the multi-year global partnership with Procter & Gamble will seek to, quote, Unleash systemic cultural change, unquote, by building more compassionate communities. Now, the creams Procter & Gamble sells advertise that they reduce the production of um, melanin in users' skin (laughs) and have been criticized by many who say the products are creating a toxic belief that light skin is superior to dark. Now, okay, that might be true. Uh, but would the company sell these products if nobody bought them? Right. No. No, they wouldn't. How much do they make? Uh, so, uh, let me see. Seven billion in, in just those sales alone? I think they make uh, the skin. Yeah, well, okay, the skin lightening industry. Industry. It doesn't say Procter & Gamble sure, gets yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah. But the skin lightening industry is Good. worth seven billion a year. <laughs> I think we what? know why they sell that now. What? And P&G, like other companies, they're not willing to give that up. Hmm. They've promised to continue selling its white radiance and natural white products. Oh, man. And Olay is defending the creams by likening them to tanners. Oh, well, that's kind of a good... <laughs> that's a reasonable point, right? If you are willing to tan right. your skin darker... Uh-huh. Why can't you so untan it lighter? There's a Procter and Gamble executive, right? And he's got in his desk drawer. He's like, I knew this day would come. Yep. They're mad about the whitening floor. Hold on a second. How about tanning cream. Let's see here. I've got all mm-hmm. these different excuses. Let's go with uh It's just like tanning. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just like the opposite of tan. Go with that one, boys. Yeah. Let's see if that one sticks. Uh, all right. Kind of stuck with me. I mean, that's right. It uh, makes sense to me. <laughs> but I'm looking the articles. Every article is about Procter and Gamble and skin whitening. Nowhere does an article explain what this stupid, pointless, irrelevant job title actually does. It's just like, what are they doing? They're going around the world to what? Hey, let's be multicultural. Yeah, I, I want them to go home. Go back, go back where you came from. <laughs> Get, right? out. Get, Get out. Get out. Get out. But there are. This is an industry in of itself. These these yeah. race tied, uh, empty job titles. You know, we talk about them usually on college campuses. And what what do you do? 
Like, what do you do? You talk about race? Mm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cash that check. <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of time, it's it's just divisive. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, edifying in any of these uh, job titles that we read about in different colleges and universities. I'd be interested to see what the the Meghan Markle Prince Harry racial global initiative tour is going to be like. <laughs> Multi year. Yeah. But now the good news is, if they're traveling around the world, they're not here. Right. Exactly. Uh, but he's got to come back from time to time to his podcast, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, you can do that anywhere. Can you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I do that with my own That's podcast true. at themikeshow.com. With the right equipment, yeah. you, you can you can do a great podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody has one. That's right. Every living being on this planet does a podcast. So no, actually, that's so funny because I forgot who it was. I just saw this morning somebody, some politico, some lady starting a podcast, and I thought, so now, now does everyone have one? Because you keep seeing these new ones. You're like, wait, wait you didn't have one? Wait, how is that possible? I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the lady that runs the deli over at the local Walmart. I mean, she's got a podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course she does. So it's like, you know, she does. Well, who doesn't anymore? <laughs> Martin, you have a podcast, right? You have yeah. a podcast? I do have one. Yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he does. does. I do he have does. one, yeah. What is it called? Plug it, because I forget uh, what it's called. I don't want to plug it. It's okay. Uh, you don't? Go ahead. What? Hey, plug it. What is it? It's called the Red Pegasus Podcast. The Red yeah. Pegasus Podcast. Mm-hmm. Huh. That sounds racist. Mm-hmm. The oh, word you know red what? is in it. it I think it is. So I'm gonna have to <laughs> no, change okay. that name. Yeah. What, what, what yeah. are you doing on your podcast? What do you talk about? Uh, we just talk about things that are going on around the Dallas area. Way to sell it, man. Or d- <laughs> Dallas? What? A, why are you microcosm Dallas there? Why don't you spread out and talk? Well, really everywhere, but that's why it's the Red Pegasus because that's like the unofficial mascot of Dallas. Oh, that's right. Is, is it Pegasus? Is that the one? It's the right Red o- Pegasus. Really? Is that that statue over here huh. I always threaten to go to? Yeah. It's not even in Dallas. Why is Pegasus the I don't know. official symbol of Dallas? Well, if you know. listen to episode one, you'll be able to. Oh, oh okay. okay. I'll do that. You know, uh, I'll do that. Uh, the Phoenix, you know, the <laughs> mythical creature. That's the, uh, that's the, the, I don't know, mascot of Atlanta rising from the ashes after Sherman did his deal. Oh, by the way, a couple weeks ago, uh, Rob Borowski, TV Rob down the hall here, mm-hmm. he started his own podcast as well. It's called Unwoke. And uh, it, it started really? so okay. So literally, everybody, everybody has a everybody podcast has now. Everyone, so you should take a time and check everybody's out. We'll yeah. post a link to everybody's later on Twitter. And we've got plenty of time to just be listening to everybody's podcast. So yeah, yeah. I have to be doing something. You know, I can't while you listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like either I'm driving or mm-hmm. cleaning, <laughs> cleaning, uh, doing something like that. You know, but it's I I love because you can just absorb information while you're doing stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Uh, So what will 2050 look like if we don't do anything about climate change? This has been on my mind. (laughs) I struggle with this. I wake up in the middle of the night with it. What will 2050 look like if we don't do anything about climate change? I bet three, four, five times a week I wake up in cold sweats over that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Here's what it'll look like. Hot. You'll have a constant cough. And regular mask wearing. But not to protect you from disease, I don't think. That's probably from the air. Yeah. Uh, It's 2050. The climate change worst case scenario has come to pass. The air is polluted, making you cough. (coughs) 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 
you have to check the air quality <laughs> before even opening a window. Oh, shut up, you. When you do go outside, your eyes water, and you have to wear a mask. On bad days, a high-tech mask, mm-hmm. that is, if you can afford it. <laughs> Depending on where you live, uh-huh. the temperature could be as hot. Get good. Oh, oh, no, what do we got? Heaven help us. Please, somebody help me. Please, please, by all that is holy, somebody help me get through this stuff. Uh, depending on, depending where you live, okay. temperature can be as hot as 140 degrees Fahrenheit for more than a month each year. Oh, right. This is yes. going to be great. 140? Hold on a second. Wait, you can't no. breathe the air. Can't breathe the air. It's 140 degrees in the for shade. For a month. For a month. So, so far, <laughs> you're describing Houston, Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Houston, Texas, 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, in public restrooms. You have to pay to use water. Well, hang on a second. You're still describing Houston. Yes. I could not drink the water. I drink water out of the tap, man. I couldn't even think about doing that in Houston. There is a mental toll to living in a world that feels like a dangerous obstacle course. People feel bottomless despair and resent previous generations for their lack of action. Right. This is Houston, man, because I reject them. I'm upset at the brothers for, for, for paving a, a swamp and calling it a town. Continue. <laughs> this is Houston, man. This worst case scenario is what life could look like if no progress is made in slowing greenhouse gases to mitigate climate change. This is bullcrap. Yeah. <clears throat> nobody, nobody is saying, I mean, no reasonable human being, no scientist is actually saying that this will come to pass by 2050 if we don't do anything about climate change. If we don't do anything about climate change, it might go to uh, 101 degrees on a hot day instead of 100 because it's going to be a degree, maybe a degree and a half warmer. This is such garbage. There was a new book out. Uh, let me see if I can uh, find the name of this because I just downloaded it mm. today. It's called Unsettled, and it's by uh, Stephen Coonan from Caltech and MIT. Got a PhD, so he got his degree at Caltech, then went across country to MIT and got his PhD there. Uh, he is a uh, physicist. He was in the Obama administration mm-hmm. as one of Obama's climate guys. And he just wrote this book that all of this stuff is unsettled. They keep saying it's settled science. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And he goes through like Michael uh, Schellenberger did and tells you what the IPCC at the UN actually says. Because everybody quotes them on... Oh, well, the IPCC says within 12 years, uh, if we don't do something, there's going to be catastrophic climate change. No, they don't. No, they don't say that. And he makes that point, as did Michael Schellenberger. Well, so this is the guy last week. Remember we had the clip of the former Obama administration official? It was this guy who was saying that, like, this hysteria is stupid. It it does no good. And, and, And you give time to people like Greta Thunberg... And yet the scientists, and there are many, are saying, no, this catastrophe stuff is not real. Yeah. They get ignored by these conferences. Rob, if you can find that real quick, I'd love to play it. But I, I don't know if it's possible at this late date. But that would be great to see again. Because that's right. Now we know why he was out talking. Mm-hmm. He's got the book now called uh, Unsettled. And he debunks all of this kind of stuff. The 140 degree for a month temperatures. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't survive that. Seriously. 
what what agriculture would survive a month worth of 140 degree temperatures? That's just ridiculous. You know what the hottest temperature ever recorded on this planet is? Mm, it's like 128 or 130 degrees. Let's see here. It might be 132. Anyway, it's from 128 to 132. It's never even gotten to 140 degrees on this planet. Oh, jeez. And now, in 2050, you're going to have that for a month at a time? No. That is just absolute bull crap. 134.1. 134.1. At the aptly named Furnace Creek, California. <sighs> 1913, I'd like to point out. 1913? Not, not 2021. Not yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, 1913. Boy. I don't know what the coldest temperature ever recorded was, but it was apparently here in Dallas back in February. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this past February. Yes. <laughs> I gotta find... What is the coldest ever? Uh... Uh, it's 128 below in Antarctica. Yeah, really? Mm, I don't I know. I thought it was Siberia. Hang on. My guess is Antarctica. Is that your guess? See if you can find it. <laughs> What's with the sniff? You don't think I'll find it? No. Hmm. Uh, minus 128.6 in 1983 in Siberia. I was 0.6 degrees off. But in, it was Siberia, mm-hmm. not Antarctica. But you know those those weather stations are pretty much gone now since the fall the of Siberian? communism. Yeah, yeah, which is like I've said, increase the average temperature on the planet because <clears> when <throat> you remove weather stations that are traditionally colder than the rest of the planet, it's going to raise the average temperature. Yes, and because scientists aren't forced to man these weather stations now mm-hmm. since the fall of kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we've said it so I many just, times. You know, it's like you talk to your blue in the face and that oh, okay, I give up. I'm just this. hoping somebody go to the water cooler I, I, today. I the next time you're with a coworker, <laughs> hell, do people even go to work anymore? I mean, you work from home or you collect the check. Seven and ten still yeah. work from home. Seven out of ten white collar jobs still working out of the house. Still from home. And maybe they'll keep doing it too. I mean, why come in if it's just as good at home? You know what you do? If you're still doing these Zoom calls from home, have a whiteboard behind your computer. Uh And if you have somebody that's always talking about climate change or some liberal on there, just have a fun little fun fact that every time they start bringing up crap, you just regurgitate that, erase the whiteboard, and put another fact for the next time. Oh, you'll be canceled and fired, of course. (laughs) uh, I mean, there's that. Sounds good. (laughs) In theory, it sounds good. All right. We will uh, see you again tomorrow. Finish off the week together, and Jeffy will join us uh, here on Pat Gray Unleashed.